today's episode of the Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast, where we offer actions and steps you can take today to start supporting and balancing your hormones. This is your podcast host, Leah Brueggemann. I am honored and excited to be your guide on your way to better understanding your hormone health and how it affects your everyday life. I just wanted to let you know that this podcast is actually a recording from the Facebook group. I did a live video in there and I thought everyone would really benefit and love this. So if you hear me using people's names or answering questions, that is why it is a live that I did in the Facebook group, which by the way, if you are not in there, you should totally join. It is Balancing Hormones Natural. You can search it and it will pop up for you on Facebook. It's an incredible group. We have some amazing ladies in there. So We're going to talk all about PCOS, and I will catch you in the episode. Um, Okay, so we're going to start off with the basics. There are four types of PCOS, okay? There's insulin resistance, insulin-resistant PCOS, post-pill PCOS, inflammatory PCOS, and adrenal PCOS. Yeah, you can get tested to figure out which one is the driver for you. I would say that 70% of women who have PCOS have insulin resistance. Actually, that's not me. That's a statistic. Um, so you can quickly kind of like rule these things out. Sometimes you will have two. You may not just be one. You may be two. So um, if you have insulin resistance you go into insulin resistant PCOS. If you had normal cycles and everything was fine before the pill, post-pill PCOS. Inflammatory PCOS is if you have a lot of inflammation, like chronic inflammation, you would go into that. I typically see insulin resistant and inflammatory go together. Adrenal PCOS is less than 10% of women who have PCOS have adrenal PCOS. It's not as common. So how do you get diagnosed with PCOS? Like what the heck is it? So let's start off with the diagnosis and we're going to go into, no, let's start with symptoms. Then we'll go to diagnosis and then we'll go into like, I don't know, everything about PCOS. There's going to be multiple videos on PCOS. I feel like so many things to cover. So the main symptoms with PCOS are irregular periods, late periods, or like you've lost your period, um, too long of bleeding, Facial and body hair. I'm not talking about like a little bit of hair on your upper lip. That's not heretism. Heretism. I always say that word wrong. I'm sorry. Um, We're talking about like hair on your chin, on your cheeks, on your chest. Um, Hair loss, acne, weight gain, and PCOS is one of the leading drivers of infertility. So essentially what it is, is it's an issue with ovulation, which results in an overproduction of androgens such as testosterone okay so you can get this diagnosed so you basically have to meet two out of the three criteria irregular periods and or polycystic ovaries and high or high androgens or symptoms of high androgens now you want to make sure that your high androgens symptoms of high androgens don't have another explanation So for example, you can have excess androgens and it not be PCOS. It could be caused by high prolactin. It could be caused by some medication you're on. It could be caused by a rare pituitary or adrenal disease 
or it could be caused by congenital adrenal hyperplasia, which is basically your adrenal glands are making too many androgens. Okay? So those are causes for it outside of it being PCOS. Okay? So basically, you know, when you have polycystic ovary ovaries and you go and you have an ultrasound they're like you have polycystic ovaries you may not have polycystic ovaries now that changes month to month because progress is typically if you're a full-grown adult and you have 12 typically at a time developing follicles towards ovulation one becomes dominant and suppresses the rest of them but now if you have PCOS and you don't progress towards ovulation, then you don't form that dominant follicle and the other follicles keep growing and you basically have all these undeveloped follicles called cysts. But ovaries are dynamic and they change and they make new follicles every month and every month they can reabsorb those follicles. So just because you had polycystic ovaries a while ago doesn't mean you have them now and you can have polycystic ovaries without having PCOS like especially um, they're seen a lot on the pill um, and then if you miss an ovulation or stress gets delayed you can get polycystic ovaries but the next month you can be fine they do not cause pain like the large ovarian cysts this tough thing is that with PCOS, there's no definitive test where it goes, check mark, you got PCOS. Um, but they can test for androgens, androgen excess. So a lot of tests they like to do is free testosterone, total testosterone. I'm never going to say this one right. It's so big of a sciencey word, but it's androtestendion. Dion. Dion. And DHEAs. So if they test your total testosterone, they will most likely also test your sex hormone binding globulin, which is a blood protein that binds to testosterone and estrogen. It's typically low if you have PCOS, okay? So that's where, you know, it can be helpful to see where that is going. Okay, okay, cool. So do we have questions about that? Um, I know people were asking, like, how do you get diagnosed? People were asking, like, what is PCOS? Like, all of that. And I hope that that helps. Um, we're not going to go over what you do for every single PCOS today because depending on which one you have, things will be targeted differently. What we're going to be going over today is the foundation of what you should be doing if you have PCOS. Like, no if and buts, booties, blumbity bungs about it. You need to be doing this if you have PCOS. Okay, are we all on the same page? Do you guys have questions? You guys are a very silent bunch tonight. I love when you go, that makes sense. I have questions. Okay, all right, so. The first thing that you need to do is get rid of the endocrine disruptors in your house. And I'm talking artificial scents. I'm talking your hair products, your makeup, your skincare, free breeze, your cleaning supplies, um, pretty much all of that. Now I'm not saying that tomorrow you need to completely rework your house because I understand 
how frustrating and like hard that is, you know, and it's expensive. The only way you're going to be consistent with this is if you slowly bring things in. So when you run out of your makeup, get new makeup. When you get non-toxic chemical free makeup and there's lots of options out there there's same thing with skincare there's lots of non-toxic options there's lots of non-toxic um, hair care that's not going to affect your hormones as well there's cleaning supplies that aren't going to affect your hormones as well but this is number one where you need to start okay because the more endocrine disruptors you have Think about, um, so not only do they affect your gut microbiome, but when you have endocrine disruptors, you want to think about your hormones all talking to each other. You have your hypothalamus, it sends messages through your pituitary, and then your estrogen's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm ready to ovulate. And so then your brain goes, okay, I'm gonna send out um, the luteinizing hormone. You know, like everything is discussing always. And when you have, when you have, um, endocrine disruptors, you're disconnecting that barrier, right? And they're not be able to communicate that way. And so especially if you have any sort of hormonal issue, it they needs to go. I mean, it just needs to go, period. But especially if you are dealing with PCOS, you guys, like, if you're dealing with hormonal issues like this, th this should be number one thing that you do, okay? I mean, we're going to talk about other foundations, but if you are constantly like taking in all of these supplements, but then you're surrounding yourself with all of these toxic things that are, um, toxics, um, you absorb them into your skin in less than 30 seconds when you put them on your skin, when you breathe them in. So you still have all of these hormone disruptors in your, in your body because you're breathing them in, you're soaking them in through your skin. So that's why it's so, so, so important. I will answer questions in a minute, guys, just because I don't, keep asking them, please ask them. I just, I don't wanna get distracted. So that is your number one, okay? Not only is it affecting that, but then secondly, this makes the, your liver's job is to filter out excess and mutated hormones. If you have endocrine disruptors in your life, this is causing so much more stress on your liver. Your liver needs to package up that estrogen and get it out of your body. So the first step that you should do is get out. Get rid of them. Just one step at a time. I understand that you basically want to punch me right now. I'm so sorry. Um, okay, moving on. The second thing that you need to do is balance your blood sugar. You need to ditch the sugar. And I understand that I'm gonna lose a lot of you there. And you go, nope, not an option. <laughs> but you're here, you are here, you are listening to me right now because you are having hormonal issues. What you have been doing up until now has not worked, okay? So I want you to keep listening no matter how pissed you are at me right now doing this because I love you okay so every time you spike your blood sugar especially if you have insulin resistance your body goes "Ooh, I got to send out my pancreas I got to send out insulin right but you are insulin resistant and so your pancreas has to send out so much more insulin to get your body to go oh I get what you're talking about. 
this excess insulin is suppressing your ovulation. Okay, that is why it is so important to support and balance your blood sugar. Number two most important, number one, I don't know. They both kind of go par and par for me. You can balance your blood sugar as you're getting rid of your endocrine disruptors. How about that? So balancing your blood sugar doesn't mean you actually insulin resistant. You won't be insulin resistant forever if you get it under control. It just means that you need to get it under control now. Okay. Now I'm not talking going on metformin. Okay. And pooping your brains out. I'm not talking about that. Okay. Has so many other side effects. We're talking about getting to the root of it, which is going to start with your nutrition. We're going to stop the fad diets of going on things and off things and on things and off things. We're going to go off. Yeah, all the fad diets. That's all I got for you on the fad diets. I could go on the fad diets forever. Um, keto was invented for epileptic patients, not PCOS not women's hormones. There is actually some studies coming out that say that keto worsens your insulin resistance. How about that, you guys? On top of that, a lot of women with PCOS have hypothyroidism or symptoms of hypothyroidism. You need carbs for your thyroid to convert from your inactive hormone to the active hormone. You need carbs. End of story. You need carbs for that. So when you hear insulin resistant, immediately you start going, oh, I need to do keto. Oh, I need to do um, intermittent fasting. And no, you should not go down that right route. Hi, Sonia. Um, especially, yeah, gallbladder issue, Bridget. So don't do the keto, don't do the intermittent fasting. Instead, manually manually balance your blood sugar at every single meal, okay? So sugar, we're saying goodbye to that. Um, in very, very small doses, kind of a little bit of date sugar um, or something like that, but it's about balancing your blood sugar. So a lot of times I'll see women, they cut calories, like, but they'll just have coffee for breakfast or they'll have like, a bagel with cream cheese. I see that a lot. And they're like, but it's really low calorie, Leah. But it has zero nutrients and it's not stabilizing your blood sugar in the morning. It's just making your blood sugar go whoop, insulin go whoop, and then about two hours later, it's gonna go whoop, and your cortisol is gonna go ah, and we're back to all of the issues, okay? So whether you have insulin resistance, inflammatory PCOS, adrenal PCOS, post pill PCOS, this will help you. I can promise you this will help you. You have to balance your blood sugar, okay? So that means having a high fat, high protein breakfast with some carb, but high fat, high protein, stabilize your blood sugar right then in the morning. And then every snack and every meal has to have um, protein, fat, and carb. Protein, fat, and carb. So you want half your plate to be veggies and then quarter protein, Veggies, protein, fat and carb, quarter fat and carb. So, so important, you guys, to balance your blood sugar. So, some breakfasts that I love are chicken sausage with eggs. Um, I also love 
overnight oats and I'll put um, protein in them with some nut butter and some seeds and some coconut milk. Um, and that's still actually quite a low threshold for carb and you have high protein, high fat. You have to ditch the sugary drinks and that does not mean you get sugar-free syrup, does not mean you get xylitol, ethritol, monk fruit. Those cause so much damage to your gut, you guys, and they're just so full of chemicals. Just stick with some fruit, <laughs> stick with dates, some date sugar. They have a low glycemic and, and uh, low glycemic index, okay? Um, so those are your two most important things, okay? So balancing your blood sugar, getting rid of endocrine disruptors, and then um, I'm not even going to talk about supplements in this round. Just balancing blood sugar, um, getting rid of endocrine disruptors. And then the second most big thing that you could do is actually start, if you exercise, not like for work, like to lose weight, but if you just get movement in for 30 minutes, it increases your sensitivity to insulin, 30 minutes a day, okay? The last thing I wanna talk about is your sleep. If your cortisol levels are super high because you're not sleeping, I don't know what to tell you guys. Like I, you can do everything under the sun, but if you are not gonna be getting sleep and supporting your adrenals and supporting your cortisol levels and supporting your liver, what are we talking about, okay? So do the best that you can to get sleep, okay? I understand that sometimes you're really busy. I'm really busy. My kid so wakes me up at night sometimes. But it's really important, okay? So getting seven to eight hours of sleep is arguably one of the most important things you could do. I don't know. I'm saying they're all important. They're all important. And pitch dark. So get off your phone. Get off TikTok. Half an hour at least before you go to bed. Have your room be pitch dark. Don't have a TV in there. Don't have an iPad. If you have your phone for your alarm clock, put it on airplane or do something so it's not gonna go ding, ding, ding or flash up or put the blue blocker glasses on, put the orange light on your phone um, at 6 p.m. at nighttime, okay? And put blackout curtains, something in your house so it's dark, okay? Go outside, bask in the moon, stretch, go to sleep. Get your stress levels down. Women with PCOS is so chronically low in progesterone because you're not ovulating, because you're so stressed, <laughs> okay? So those are the top things that you need to start doing now. No matter what type of PCOS, we will go into the different types of PCOS in our next one, but no matter what, this is what you need to do for your foundations. Absolutely need to do this, okay? So I have one spot left for my one-on-one -on -one coaching. And if you're over here going, I need support on this, I'm lost, I wanna see a change, then shoot me a message, say me please, and we'll chat about it. This is for someone who wants to make their health a priority and they wanna see a difference. They want to start feeling better, okay? Because you've been giving the runaround from doctors, you've been getting the runaround with supplements, you've been getting the runaround with everything, but you actually wanna start seeing a change. And if that's you, then one-on-one -on -one coaching is for you. I will work very closely with you for three months to help reset everything. 
We'll work with your nutrition. We'll work with what you have individually, your unique situation to help get you the results that you are looking for. Okay, so if that's you, shoot me a message right now, me please. I only have one spot left and then um, they won't open up again for four more months. So now let me get to your questions. Um, you like to know the symptoms of different types of PCOS. Yeah, we will go into that for different ones, but insulin resistance mainly is the most common, but insulin resistance is you are insulin to, you're resistant to insulin. Typically you carry your weight in your middle. So apple shape is typically what is called. Um, post pill, you were completely fine before you had the pill. Inflammatory is chronic inflammation. So I actually see this with like autoimmune disorders as well, but really, really puffy ankles, like super inflamed all the time, a lot of gut issues. Um, and then adrenal PCOS, you have to have that one really diagnosed with a test with your DHEAs. You need green cleaning supplies. You know what I did as I started making most of mine, Bridget? I started making most of mine. Could essential oils, diffusers be endocrine disruptors? They absolutely can if you do not have pure essential oils. I'm talking 100% third-party tested, did all of the tests under the sun. Otherwise, it's just synthetic fragrance. What about perfume? Because I love perfume so, so much. I'm so, so, so sorry. Yes, it is absolutely an endocrine disruptor. Um, that's where people tend to look for an, a pure essential oil. I hope I say your name right. Parisa? Parisa? I really like that name, so I hope I said it correctly. Um, I have always thought keto was too dangerous. Keto is the devil. Uh, I'm so glad you like my sound effects. I like my sound effects, too. <laughs> Guilty, Kristen. Okay, yeah. Are you scrolling TikTok before you go to bed? I know a lot of people actually found me on TikTok, so I love you. Um, but don't be scrolling TikTok before you go to sleep. Um, let me know if you guys have any questions. If you're watching the replay and you have questions, pop them below. If you want to chat about my one-on-one -on -one spot that is open, please shoot me a message. I'm about to hop on a client call of one of my one-on-one -on -one clients. And so I will get to your message when I get off of her call um, and we can chat about it. But if you are ready to stop getting the runaround and actually start seeing results, this is for you. All right, ladies, I will catch you later and thanks for hanging out with me. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Balancing Hormones Naturally. If you found this helpful, I would love for you to share it with a friend and post it on your stories and tag Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast so we can get this message out. You can find me on Instagram at Leah underscore B-R-U-E-G and I would absolutely love to hear from you.